We've got someone on the line now from the Wingelo Village, and this is a store that somehow managed to survive the intense flames after the Currawin fire jumped that Shoalhaven River and hit the Southern Highlands late on Saturday night. So we've got some homes destroyed. There's a fair bit of destruction, but the little village store has managed to survive. And on the phone now, we've got the owner, David Brueggemann. And David, you spoke to me a little bit earlier, and you said this is the Wingelo miracle. It is. I reckon it's a miracle effect that so many houses survived. We lost six houses, which is terrifying, but we're going to work towards that and help them out. But we've got stories after stories of people's houses who are still here. And for ourselves, we were there trying to fight the ember attack. We had everything planned, everything according to instructions, plenty of people. And we're fighting embers, but suddenly we saw a red glow in the sky. We heard the of the flames. And, we, and my father-in-law, who's in the fire brigade, said, got to go. We can't defend this. And so we packed seven kids and everyone else in the car and we drove back to the shop. We'll defend the shop now. And we're defending the shop. Ember attacks going mental and behind us there was flames rising above the shed of the neighbouring property. And we said we've got to go. And so as we were leaving Windsor at midnight looking behind us at flames all over the place and, and we said I've lost the shop. I've lost the home but we're alive and we're laughing because we're alive. <laughs> it was exciting. And then later on that night we had a phone call from one of the guys here and said, David, the shop's there. I said, no way. I said, yeah, it is. And he said, look, we believe you. Send me a photo. And they sent me a photo and we just started again. I can't believe it. We've still got the shop. We can survive this. Then a little bit later, one of the other people that were still here said, Dave, your shop's there. You're in the house as well. The house? No way. And it was. We, the house and the shop not even singed. Couldn't I, believe it. I'm, st- I'm still trying to get over the fact you've got seven kids, David. You okay, must be tired. One's not living with us. We're eight. eight kids. It's not that big. It's a family. No, no, no. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> how, how were the kids throughout it all? Well, the kids, the oldest is 28 and the youngest is nine. And so they're all part of our team defending everything. And we, we got the shop 11 years ago as a way for my kids to learn how to run a business. And so the kids learn with level three certificates and four certificates and everything else, how to run Australia Post and the shop and be part of the community. It's great fun. But it's our business college really thing. And they were helping. We had a team, four of them here at the shop while we were all at home with my father and law and the rest. And we had everything ready to go. And the nine and 12-year-old, I was explaining to them, this is your job. And their job was to go around from window to window looking for embers. And as soon as they see one, yell out from the window, ember. And then everyone come and try to put it out. And that worked really, really well until we heard the roaring sound of that fire. What did it sound like? Describe that sound to oh, us. Like a freight train. Um, it's just, it's like really, really loud like that. It sounds like static on the radio, I'm sure. But <laughs> no, no, it gives us a great idea. It really does. And, and it's loud. It's like we're in Winslow with a train coming through all the time. So imagine the freight train as you're standing on the station there rumbling past with about 30 carriages. And imagine that louder with a red glow coming at you. So scary. David, you mentioned six houses have gone in the village. Yes. Out of how many? Give us an idea well, of what, what number the, there are there. The, the, we're a little village, 400, 500 people thereabouts. And the village store is the only shop, of course, with a post office. All the mail comes here, you have to pick it up. So we know everyone personally here. But you don't just come in and say, hi, John, here's your mail. You say, oh, John, how's your kid? How's your mum? What sort of thing? So we know everybody. And then most of the fire was in this side of the village, as in these side close to the we reckon 30, 40 houses should have gone, but only six went. Now, those houses that didn't go, we're seeing the fire came to the edge of the house and stopped all over the place. 
one house. The fire was in the trees around this house. It was one of, one of the fire brigade's houses, and the fire brigade had to pull back. It was so hot they couldn't do anything about it. But then it stopped, and the house was saved. They can't believe it, how it could have happened. And we, we've seen that time after time, all these different houses. One, pla- one place down the road, right at the, where the fire started, the whole property is burnt, except for the house and the chickens. Very important to get chickens there. But <laughs> they couldn't believe it. David, what are you hearing from nearby towns? Uh, I know that, you know, recycling plants went up and we've had other losses. Are you reaching out to other little towns in the Southern Highlands? You sound like you're the hub of Wingelow there. <laughs> what else have you heard? Well, beyond Wingelow, um, we've been so concentrating on here at the moment. As everyone's starting to come back. Power came on today in, in parts of it and by tonight get the rest of it done. Those Endeavour guys are amazing. They've been out getting all the power going. I just saw some more new power poles. Because it isn't just like a line went down. Power poles were burnt and destroyed. And they're here with trucks and so quickly getting the power back on for everybody. They're doing a fantastic job. And we've seen that happen here. And as people come back, we basically give them a hug. And we're laughing because they're all alive and helping people in Winslow. So I haven't heard much about Penrose, but a few of them have come to me. And Penrose is luckily very, very good too. Not much damage there. And it's, I haven't heard much beyond that because we're busy here. David, why do you think you guys have been so blessed and spared? Well, my theory um, is that we know that thousands of people have been praying for Winslow itself. We know that because of contacts I've made. I wrote a little article to try to explain to my friends here and overseas how life in a little village in Australia works. And they straight away started praying for us via their prayer chains. One lady was saying she was up to three in the morning praying hardly for us and her daughter in in the little convent down in country New South Wales and their mother house were also praying hard for us. We had some people here in England and America. And so we know we had tons of these prayers backing us up. And I'm pretty sure that all that spiritual help from behind, backing up the amazing work of our fire brigade and their 24-hour shift fighting and defending, and the other locals that were doing their jobs, that combined helps make all this work properly. Oh, well, well, I don't know if you drink, David, but you sound like someone I'd love to have a beer with one day. You, you really are the heart and soul of that community and your, your attitude's infectious. We thank you so much for your time. I'm just excited we're alive. It's fantastic. <laughs> you have the best attitude ever. Thank you so much, David, and, and good luck to you. I know that thank you guys you. have been spared, but the entire community there pass on our best. I will. Thank you very much. Thanks, David. Okay. There's David Brugman there, the Wingelow Village store owner. Just an incredible story there of how he and his kids survived that inferno on Saturday night. It just, you know, I know that he, he has a great jovial attitude and, and, you know, told the story with a laugh, but it would have been so terrifying, you know, he... he tried to replicate that noise and the sound of a freight train of the flames coming in and spoke about the fact initially that they thought they might just be under attack from embers and they'd have to keep an eye out on embers and then they saw the fire front just come through so quickly. We know that those winds had just struck without any warning at all and, you know, he assumed, like most people there, that his entire livelihood and their home would have been wiped out. But no, thank God there are, there are small miracles.